My name is Phil Mendoza, and this is a championship bow hunting podcast fueled by Mountain Ops. Join me and my guests as we give you bow hunting tips to take your preparation to the next level. Welcome back to the show. Today we've got a special guest who has a pretty extensive resume in the outdoor industry and you know it's it's one of the it's one of the qualities that I see in so many people that are driven and hard working in this industry is they're busy and uh John Stallone, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing, Phil? Good man. Hey, you know, so we met last year in Arizona at a train to hunt event. Um we you know I've followed you on social media since then. We've, we've talked a few times in the last year, but man, you're involved with so many different projects from, from your TV show to, you know, the online blogs. And, and it just seems like you, your plate is overflowing with, uh, to do's. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, I, uh, I wear a lot of hats. (laughs) Yeah, you know, tell I, me, I, tell me about a few of them. A husband and a, husband and a father. I, I uh, you know, I'm the marketing director for the Hunting Channel Online. I'm an author. I write for a couple different magazines: Deer, Deer Hunting, Bird Journal, uh, a couple on stuff. Um, I'm the content coordinator for the Outdoor Insiders, which you are a part of. We'll we'll yes. talk about that a little bit here. Um. I, I I have a TV show or web based TV show, Dave in the Wild, and we're going into our 12th season. We're airing our 11th season right now, um, and it's still for our 12th season. So, you know, I do a little bit of everything. I uh, I, I guest host on some podcasts and some radio shows and, and others. You know, just always going, 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 going. So. So so let let me let me ask you a question there on on the on the hunting show because it's something that it seems like over the last you know 3 to 5 years that I've been aware of the online content of the hunting industry is I've seen more popularity in it and this is something you be in your 12th season what constitute a season for like an online uh show is it are you how many shows a year are you putting out is it just a certain time of the year. Give us a little bit of background and information as to how the online stuff is structured, or is there any structure at all? Um, well, you're cutting out a bit, but I, I think I know where you went, Lesson. Um, basically, the need for online for me came, well, it started with the Honey Channel. Uh, and, and, and back when I first got into uh, online TV, I had a giant frustration with the current TV. I had cable, and cable only had a few hunting TV shows, and I couldn't get the stations that I wanted, and so on and so forth. And I was like, well, it would be great if everybody could get access to it 24-7, you know, via the Internet. So we launched online TV before before there was YouTube, before there was any of that stuff. And, um, you know, we were real successful with it. Uh, the business model has definitely changed a little bit over the years um but it's it's always been about providing content to people on the fly so my tv show came out of that which was i was using it 
but initially as a and the TV show became bigger than the online network at some point in the last five five years or so, and um, you know we started reaching four and a half million viewers a month, which is pretty darn huge. It's more than you can do on TV. Uh, at any given time, there's not more than 130,000 people watching the TV show. And, um, you know, so we felt like we could do a lot more for our sponsors for a lot less money. And, you know, I've I've had the same sponsor for the last 10 years. I've only added, I've, I've never really changed. I've never really gone from one to another. Um, and, and the reason why is because we picked the people that we believed in and only promoted the people that we believed in and they're getting a return on their investment. So they, they stick with us. So it's kind of been a neat, a neat gig for the last, you know, 11 years. Yeah, man. And that's, that's awesome to see because like I said, the, the ability to pursue what you want to watch and have it on demand, you know, go, go to your website or go to a blog and click on a video or, or a gear review that you've done. It's it's really the 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 way the day and age of of the modern bow hunter and and how we yeah. get our information right. Well, yeah, it's, that's just the world today. Everybody wants it convenient right then and now when on their time on their on their uh, you know the way they want it <laughs> on their terms, so to speak. So yes, the internet does provide that uh, for people. And, and so so then let's talk a little bit more about the Outdoors Insiders because that's a, a platform that that. Um, You've invited me to participate in, and I've I've started to to contribute some content there. Of which I've really, because of that, because of what I've been doing and just trying to mold and and evolve, I've really started to, to produce more video content. So with with uh you know the 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 websites like the Outdoor Insiders in mind to be able to give more meaningful content because people want to be able to see what's going on. They don't just want to be able to right. hear you. Exactly. Yeah. They want. You gotta. People digest information in different ways, and and if you can get it to them on all, you know, on all three levels, and and video, um, they have a better chance of, of taking your information and being able to adapt it into their own system. And the um, outdoor insiders, I mean, that's what it is. It is giving our information, our take, the way we do things, the way, you know, what makes us successful in the field and so on and so forth and giving that to our viewers, readers, listeners. Um, and uh, and also just, you know, it, it, let, let's put it this way. It, it's, it's a business. It, it, it's designed uh, to sell products, but it's designed to sell products that only the per- those those insiders believe in. The store has 200,000 items. I mean, it's we carry everything for everybody, but our passion is to get people using the items that our insiders believe in. And, and, that's, and that's where it comes from. So, you know, yeah, there's going to be there's going to be those little tchotchke things in, in, in there that you and I may not, may or may not use, but somebody else might use it. So, and it's, it's done in a way I think that we got tired of 
seeing the sales pitches and all that stuff. But listen, the hunting industry only runs by the hunters being consumers. There, otherwise, there is no industry. And then you know, and and a lot of hunting goes away. If there's no, a lot of hunting jobs go away. A lot of you know. So I I don't want to sit here on my high horse and say you know there has to be buying and selling. So we wanted to see it. We didn't want to see the traditional. We didn't like the traditional advertisement and just getting bombarded by anything and everything that, you know, um, and wanted to give people an opportunity to get a true hands-on review or true hands-on suggestion from a professional hunter or a guy that is an industry guy or an outdoor insider, somebody he's the most popular guy in your neighborhood. Everybody goes to him for hunting advice because he's the guy that kills all the things in your neck of the woods. And, um, you know, and and that's the way it's set up. Yeah. And and I like it specifically because like you said, you go out there and you give your personal opinions as to this is what I like. This is why it's worked for me. This may or may not work for you, but I'm proof that it, it's at least worked in, in this case, right? Right, and, exactly. And it's quality products because I've tested it in these conditions. And and that's where I think it's very valuable, and it's a great resource. And, and like I said, the website on that is theoutdoorinsiders.com. And there's a, there's a, there's a, a lot of contributors on there that, that I've looked on a couple of the other people. I'm just curious to see what other people are using, you know, because – what I what I've gotten used to and what I've gotten to my comfort zone. Sometimes I've I've gotten so used to it. I'm like, man, there, maybe there is something a little better in some other category that I'm not thinking of. So it's been a great place for me to just you know browse online and and check out some other people that are that are doing big things and and, and like yourself, man. I mean, c- congrats on the ibex. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, that was I've been I've been applying for a few years myself there and. Um, it's definitely on the list, but tell me a little bit about, about that hunt, man. I mean, is it, just, just give me your, give me your short version of that experience because you also have a video that people can check out. And if you want to link to that or tell us where we can find it here, because, uh, it was a pretty cool video to watch. Yeah. If you want to see the video, you could go to, uh, huntingfilmfest.com and click on the teasers. And you'll see there's a, it's called Undaunted, uh, Journey to the Ibex. And you, if you just log in with your Facebook or your Twitter account or uh, Instagram account, you can view it for free. Um, we, um, you know, we're, we're, we're pretty proud of the video. I, I'm, in my head, you know, as everything was going down, I would have liked to have captured more of the moments. I would have liked to have captured more of the uh, actual shot. I mean, the shot we got it on film, and, and you could see it plain as day and whatever. But I wish we, you know, it would it lend itself to getting multiple camera angles and and really producing a film quality, um, you know, piece. But all in all, it came out great. Uh, as far as the hunt is concerned, it's like no other hunt you've, you've ever done in your life. Um, you know, I've never been mountain goat hunting, so I, some people would attribute it, you know, or uh, compare it rather to 
to that, but I don't, I don't know. I have never been, but I've been sheep hunting. I've been on sheep hunts. I've never sheep, uh, on a sheep myself. I haven't grown a head yet, but, um, and I don't think it's like sheep hunting at all. I think sheep are a very lax creature compared to Ibex. Um, in the, in the, in the video, in, a, me, in the film, I say that it's, um, you know, they're like, they got the eyes of an antelope, you know, pronghorn. They're super sketchy like a cooey deer. And, you know, they could smell like, you know, like a black bear. So it's like, they're just a very, very um, different creature. I mean, they, they don't give you an opportunity. They don't give you second chances. If they sense danger, they're gone. They don't, you know, they don't sit there and look back and give you the old mule deer. Hop away 50 yards, turn around. What the hell was that? Shot. It just doesn't happen. They don't. So, uh, and the terrain is just nasty. It's snake infested, rocky, loose, very steep. Uh, definitely a physical hunt. Um, but if you go about it smart and you spend time out there and learn how they move and what they do, it's a doable hunt. Um, so, so, so how how important is the team for that kind of a hunt? You you need that guys. Uh, and honestly, so I I'm friend, I happen to be friends with one of the most successful outfitters in New Mexico for Ibex. So uh, Dennis Kaufman and, and Jim uh, Marco, uh they own well Tim owns Kiowa um, Hunting Services and Tim and Dennis. Uh, Dennis, is, Dennis specifically has been doing it for since they've had honey there for him, and I learned a lot from them, and they helped me out um, with spotters and stuff. So, really, uh, I don't know that I would have been able to do it without them. Uh, I think now, if I were to go back and I brought my own team of guys, I, I have a very good understanding. Uh, I've been there on a couple other hunts, helping other people out, so I've gotten pretty good at hunting them. Um, but yeah, you need a team. You need, you need at least three, two, three spotters, um, and, and guys that could work the radio really well, you know, and really give you good direction. You need to spend time, you need to develop a rapport with that person so they, you understand what the directions they're giving you. Um, and, and really, just a good set of radios, good set of optics. They're not terribly hard to find. Um, there's a lot of them. The density's pretty pretty high. Um, the population's you know really good, in it, and they occupy a pretty small area in comparison. So finding them's not really the issue. It's getting in front of them and setting up an ambush point to make it happen. You know, and the, you know the way I, I talk about all this on the film too is like the wind is just ridiculous. It's never going in one direction. Um, so playing the wind's just a very difficult thing. So scent control is huge. I've always been a big proponent of scent control anyway, but um, some guys in spot stock scenarios don't really care. They're like, well, I'm just gonna play the wind. Uh, I am. I, I have a philosophy about that. You know, the wind. You know, the wind is so unpredictable and. You know, you could have it perfect till you get to that one spot, and then it switches up on you, and you would have wished that you sprayed down and took a shower that morning or whatever. But 
Yeah, it it seems like that terrain is just you know the the word to describe it is just unforgiving you know in all accounts, and yeah. and and like you said when you put an animal that's as skittish and as nimble and you know as has as good of eyesight and and all the qualities that that those animals you know contain it's just it's awesome to see and this you know the the success rate is so low on on taking an ibex that it's uh, it's awesome to to see that man so so congrats again on that but so what what do you have coming up this year i mean i know tags have started to come out not not all tags are out yet for all states but have you have you picked up any good tags uh well i've only drawn one tag and it's um i mean it's not a bad tag it's just not an uh you know a one of those good good hunts i got a 5b north tag uh in the late season archery here in arizona which is actually a pretty tough hunt you, you know there's no no running activity and it's basically you know uh hunting big deer at that point um and and that particular unit is kind of flat because it's up on a mesa most of it and there's not as many opportunities to do glassing um as i would like um, but I think we'll be successful because it's got a great population of bulls in there. Um, good trophy quality, uh, in that unit. Uh, other than that, I haven't really drawn anything else. Um, I got as far as over the counter tags I'm I'm going to California to hunt blacktail. Um, I won't be hunting deer here in Arizona cause I already got one in, uh, in January. What else? I'll probably be going to Montana over to counter elk. And um, I'm going to New York on some white tail. But nothing exciting yet. I'm hoping a couple of these other tags I got in will, will come through. Last year was an exception. I got drunk for a while. Yeah, I know, man. I mean, I had 12 tags last year. What's that? I had 12 tags last year. Really? Yeah, that's all ten of them. Wow, that I mean, that that's that's top notch, man. I, there's a definitely a hunting year to remember. But so then, you know, just to to close out here today, John, you know, I've had some other guests on the show, and we've talked a lot about just learning from each other as bow hunters and and hunters in general, not necessarily just bow hunters. But is there any situation you can think of? You know, may, maybe it, it turned out good or bad, but but is there a situation you could think of that other people can benefit from a lesson you've learned in the field? Hmm. Well, geez, we'll probably sit here and talk for hours and hours about that. Um, <laughs> lesson in the field. I guess, you know what? I mean, the things that come to mind are always the time gave up. And I shouldn't have. Well, I'll give you a very specific. This is real specific, and but you can you can see where I'm going with it. So, you know, early on in my career, like, and I'll go to whitetail hunting because this is an easy an easy um, scenario to to attribute to anything. Basically, I would start a calling sequence, and then or I would do it half-assed so to speak and and nothing would come in and then I would just like give up and then I when I mean give up I would 
wouldn't even be like in a hunting mode. I wouldn't be looking for the deer. I wouldn't be I just kind of like, okay, that didn't work. And then two seconds later, look up and there's a deer standing right there. And you're not ready for that deer. So it's like, it's kind of like if you're going to be doing it or being out there hunting, it's, it's kind of, you got to be focused on hunting all the time and not give up, like not, oh, you know, that deer should have been here. I, I, you, know, you know, hiking out, let's say, or you're, or you're stalking. You thought the buck was here and, you, and you're stalking and then you're like, you get there, crawling or whatever it is you were doing and he happens to be 40 yards to the left and you just got busted. It's more like if you're going to do it, kind of like see it through and, and kind of just be, be in the moment the whole time. Otherwise, there's going to be opportunities that are going to pass you by. Oh yeah, and that 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 razor focus, that hyper focus that that yeah. we have to maintain for 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 sometimes for long periods of time. You know, it's difficult, yeah. and you like you said, it's easy to get a little lazy sometimes, and it's easy to get complacent with with our strategy and what we're doing. But 100% agree, man. I mean, it it's there's so many unpredictable things that happen to us in the woods that that really hook us and keep us coming back. Right, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I can I can remember times too where not only about getting more about getting lazy and getting impatient. Where and I'm, it's funny because being being a hunter, you should I, you would expect me to be a very patient person, and I'm not. Um, I'm kind of known for my running gun style, but I many times where I've stalked into into position and you know the deer is just out of range or whatever. And you know what? If I probably sat there and sat him out, I probably would end up getting them. But I get I get impatient, and I want to make something happen instead of waiting for something to happen. And 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 that usually bites me in the butt. So you know, um, it's just about I say seeing things through. If you got a plan, stick with your plan. You might have to adapt it along the way, but stick with it and, and, and see it through because usually it was the right, the right plan and the right decision from the get-go because you made it, you made it that way for a reason, you know? No, for sure. And, and I'm with you, man. I get a little, I get a little overly aggressive sometimes. Um, mostly when I'm hunting elk, I think is when I, I end up sometimes pushing the envelope, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's hard not to, when you, especially when they're vocal and, and they're communicating and, um, <clears throat> so much is going on, you know. It's uh, I, I'm I'm with you, I guess, on yeah. certain scenarios scenarios there where I'm I'm I, I'm not the most patient hunter. Oh, me too. I'm especially with elk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I I push it I push it all the time, and I'm not the greatest elk hunter there, that's for sure. That's definitely uh, I, it's one of the, one of my areas where I'm not probably as good as I could be. Um, but. It's probably just a little patient. <laughs> yeah. So, well, tell us again, John, where, where where all we can find you with the different projects you're working at. Uh, you know, I, I think you've got a couple different websites we yeah. can direct people to. <laughs> well, um, you know, I, I'd say the easiest thing is to go to johnstallone.com, and that kind of has a hub of not doing, but a lot of what I'm doing, you can can kind of see, uh, you know, where my TV show is. Um, you can see the TV show. We air 
on the Hunting Channel Online and Carbon TV. Um, then, uh, you know, there's the Hunting Film Festival, which I got involved with uh, here. We're going to try to, it's an online hunting film festival. We're trying to do something different than the traditional films where films only get viewed by, you know, a handful of people going to these uh, outings. And we wanted to you know, bring it out to the masses, you know, where everybody can be, everybody can see them, not just the people that show the 20 to 30 people that show up to a film festival. Um, and then there's the outdoorinsiders.com. And, um, geez, I mean, I, I, there's a laundry list of stuff that I'm involved in. I, I think I'm involved in a little bit too many things. I might have to kind of back up here and, and take a little, uh, inventory and see what, what I'm going to focus my efforts on. But, uh, yeah, I mean, johnstone.com is probably easiest to get get a, a good view of where I'm at with things. Well, right on, man. We we appreciate you uh, joining us today and, and hanging out and talking. Like I said, I it it's one of, it, you're one of those people that, like I said, I follow on social media and, and with, with the Outdoor Insiders and other things, so I see your content regularly. We don't get to talk as much, but I, yeah. I almost feel like, you know, it's easy. It's an easy connection just because there's, you know, you're really working hard and putting a lot of stuff out there and people should really, uh, you know, appreciate that because <clears throat> like you said, having valuable information at your fingertips is, is really a blessing to us as hunters right now. So as we move forward and we, and we grow and evolve because, that that's that's what it's all about is just you know sometimes learning through other people's experiences yeah absolutely i mean i'm yeah. I'm a big proponent of that i'm always constantly trying to learn something new i I pick everybody's brain um you know i I'm a pretty successful hunter, but I'll never you know I'll never call myself an expert on anything because there's always somebody better than you, and you can always learn from somebody else um and I hope I, that never goes away, you know. I hope I never stop learning because once it does, I probably won't do it anymore. You know? 100% agree, man. I can't couldn't agree with you more. So with that being said, we appreciate you checking out the show today, and um, we'll talk to everybody me. soon. Hey, man, thanks a lot. All right, have a good one. You too.